Welcome to track number seven of Agree on the Way. I said, look, let me <laughs> be careful with this beast. And some people, you see that it's like, oh, no, nothing. I mean, it almost beat me last time, but I mean, I, I survived, you know. So, okay. Hey, Charlie, how long, how long can you survive? How long can you survive? And then when you are married to, there's a way you have to remove the strength of the beast. Uh-huh, that one, you are not married, so I will not tell you how to remove the strength of... <laughs> so you will be married, a lot of you will be married, so when I'm having a account, I will tell you more things. You want to hear more things? The years are not filled with hearing. when it wakes up the future. You see, and some of you, let, let me just, let me just, these are just, you see, some of you are not yet married and you, you see the beast, you see, you, you, you see that she looks very delicious and very juicy and so on. So, but you see a beast coming from time to time. You see a beast is coming different. So, you think that the beast, you know, it's going to die. You know, one brother said, he said, this must die. He said, I'm going to kill this thing. <laughs> the beast is fully alive until eternity begins. I'm telling you. You see, you must know the estate of the sons of men. That the beast is alive until eternity begins when it will lay down in weakness, dishonor, corruption. <sighs> It's alive to the end. I'm telling you something. Agree on the way. It's going to be alive. So when you see the thing like that, know that this is the kind of beast you are going to have. So everybody must know the type, both in yourself and then the one you have married, the combination beast, how they will be together. <laughs> The types of beasts. You see, in Revelation chapter 13, verse said, and I saw a beast arising out of the sea. And in verse 11, he said, and I saw another beast, another of the same kind, an alos. <laughs> there is a beast in me, there is an alos beast in you, another of the same kind in you. So when you see somebody moving along, it's not that he doesn't have any beast to, but he has shortened the lid, he has, hold the, he has closed the mouth of the thing, he has removed the teeth, he has castrated the... Uh, different things have been done to the beast to control the beast. <laughs> different strategies. One day, one day I went to somebody's house at airport residential area. When I entered, I... The, the dog that made very tall, big like that, ascension. I said, hey! Then they said, don't worry. It has been castrated. Become very cool. It's big, but it's very cool. <laughs> Under control. 
have castrated it. May your beast be castrated in the name of Jesus. One day, a brother went to commit fornication, and he, when he came, I was talking with him about it. He said, Pastor, can I be castrated? He, he asked me, he said, I want to be castrated so that I don't have any feelings. I felt so sad. Can we, can we do it for, our, for ourselves after so time? <laughs> And the sisters, they are sitting there innocently, not knowing what the brothers are thinking. You see, you are also thinking of something else. So when you marry and they realize that the man's mind is on, you see, like the wedding, you see, when they are preparing, that's another whole business that can, they are preparing, this one is thinking of the dress out. It's not mine, it's not there at all. It's not that at all. thinking about that. Amen. Amen. God help us. And the beasts in the ladies, jealousy beasts, envy, quarrel some. The, the beast likes to quarrel. It likes to attack. Almost everything. That's why there are more quarrels in Volta Hall than any other hall. And more quarrels in uh, Africa Hall than any other hall. Like the boys hall, you see them, they are moving. I've left my thing here. That hall. We are just moving. We are just boys, boys. a busy bay. Boys, boys. Boys, boys. But I hope you, you people are receiving wisdom for life. You must do better than we did, though, because all these things we didn't know them. That you might know the estate of the sons of men, that they themselves are beasts. When you leave this beloved for another beloved, you are leaving one kind of beast for another kind of beast. I didn't use the word beast. It's the Bible which used the word beast. There's a beast in all of us. May God save us from the beast. Amen. Amen. So we are going to make it. Are we going to make it? Most of us are going to make it. Amen. Amen. I see you making it. Most of us are going to be wild for the Lord. Hallelujah. How many feel you are going to be wild for the Lord? Who is the dearest and the best here? It's great. May you be available for Jesus. All the way. 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 May you become mature in the things of God. I said, may you become mature in the things of God. 
Not just shouting amen and shouting hallelujah, but becoming mature. May the beast be fully under control in the name of Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Mercy and atonement. Forever. Forever. Mercy forever. Mercy until we enter eternity. Control the beast, Lord. Help me to agree on the way. A change is coming. I said change. Yeah. It's working. It has worked. I said it's worked. I see it working for you. And it's going to get better. Because he makes all things beautiful in his time. You know, why do you give up just before it becomes beautiful? You shouldn't have given up just before it becomes beautiful. You know, one day I was praying and I said, Lord, you're always using me to start. In that. I started to complain. Oh, because I, I started a, a fellowship in Achimota School. I started a fellowship at Kolebu. I started a fellowship at um, Legon. And so I was now complaining that, Lord, you used me to start small, small. I don't see any big thing. But I didn't know that the mega church was coming. You see, so if I had withdrawn, I wouldn't have seen the mega church. You get it? Yeah. People come to our church and they marvel. They say, Is this a Tuesday service? Uh, is it a convention? Is it this? Is it that? I said, No, it's just a normal service. Advert, no banner, no advert, no announcement, no radio, nothing. Just normal coming. But I was already about to give up. Why do you give up just before it becomes beautiful? Just before. Just, 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 just before. Just, just, just. I've seen several people do the just before the change. It's going to become beautiful. Your house is going to be beautiful. Your life is going to be beautiful. He makes all things nasty. Terrible. Wicked. Bad. Worse. He makes all things beautiful. So God is a beautician. I see a beautician improving your situation. He is better than any beautician you know. Making things better. Even our character will improve. I mean, the beast, you see, as we go older, it gets tired. Because if you jump at a chain for a long time. Because me, I have noticed that my beast is tired. Uh You can actually feel that it's weary. Yeah, it just gets tired. You get it? Young Gicho was saying so he said that when he was a young pastor, he used to look at elderly people and pity them. So these people they don't have I mean they are but when Zelu <laughs> But he said that when he became older, like he is now about sixty seven or so, he said that he looks at the young people and he pities them. <laughs> because the beast is very strong. But thank God for his mercy. Occasionally, the beast will grow wild and it will break the chain. Even if it breaks the chain and it goes to bite somebody, it's not the end of the world. How many of your beasts has run away before? 
Raise your hand if your beast has run away before. You don't want to raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> you just catch it. Amen. I said, just catch it and rechain the thing. Amen. Use a stronger wire or a different wire. I remember Dr. Cho was telling her when he came to Ghana, he was saying that somebody asked him, So, what do you do if a pastor goes to sleep with somebody? He said, Oh, just give them another chance. He said, Oh, one of my pastors he went to sleep with somebody, whatever, but now he's doing very well. He has 100,000 members in his church. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred thousand, I tell you. Because God doesn't give up on you as fast as men give up on you. Are you glad about that? How many are glad that God did not rule you out? People can rule you out, but God will rule you back in. You know, sometimes you have a list and people will be cancelling names. Then somebody else will come and say, no, this one must be in. Then they will wrap the cancellations. You know, this one, this one, this one. As men are cancelling, your God is also wrapping that cancellation out. It's writing your name again. I see God writing your name again. Let me tell you, those of you who are elders, be careful because there are people who are not elders and not even shepherds who are going to be higher than some of you. As you mark time, they will, God is now sparking. You see, some people, they take, there are different cars. You get it? But some, it's a room, and they are, they are sparked. But some, it takes, and it starts. So some are being packed. You get it? So be careful. Because I remember recently I was somewhere and I realized there's somebody, he was on campus. He was not an elder when he was on campus, but he's higher than other elders, who people who were elders, but he's closer and further in the mission than people who were not elders, who were elders. Hmm. Careful now. Yeah. You see, somebody like me, I take a long time to understand things. I don't understand things quickly, but when I understand it, I, I really go for it. It just takes me time to understand it. But when I understand it, I go for it. So, if you are here and you are a slow starter, don't be discouraged because some of you are going to overtake. Anyway, we are not in a race amongst ourselves. We are a race to the, on a race to the Lord and for the Lord, for the glory of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you excited about that? Yes. Are you happy in Jesus? Yes. Are you happy in the Lord? Yes. Amen. Okay, we're taking a break. How many minutes? 15 minutes? All right. 20 minutes. You are pleased. Chapter 4. Are we going to win? Are you sure we can make it? So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. 
and behold the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. Wherefore I praise the dead which are already dead, more than the living which are yet alive. Yea, better is he than both they which has not yet been, who has not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. And again I considered all travail and every right work, that for this a man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Now, this scripture from Ecclesiastes is one of the most powerful calls for soul winners and harvesters. God is calling. You see, this book, Ecclesiastes, we are linking it to the New Testament, as you can see. And you see that a lot of things there Solomon describes and he's very sad about. And he's very sad about these things because he can just observe that in the natural, under the sun, the state of man is so pathetic. It's so pathetic. And you will just hate life and hate all your labor. You understand? That's why Paul said, Therefore, if you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Because this life and all that it holds does not hold very much. And here again, he says, and again, I consider all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of such as are oppressed. If you don't know, God is telling you there are many oppressed peoples. And notice, he said, and they have no comforter. And on the side of the oppressors, there was power. But they had no comforter. When I was in Bolivia, Bolivia, every night the pastor would take us to go and eat somewhere. I was having a crusade. I was holding a campaign in Bolivia. And every night the pastor would take us to go and eat somewhere in the town itself. And we would sit down and order some food. And so on. And there you see, as we sat, you know, the, as we sat, there was, there was a, like glass windows here on the side. You know, it was open. The weather is like Africa. So it's not, it wasn't air conditioned or whatever. Or it was, well, it was open. And there was a veranda there outside where there were tables, people eating. And then, then the street is there, the traffic light and so on. And there you see, I mean, at 11.30 midnight, you see children children, little children, five years old, six years old, begging for food, a group of them. And then as we're going, I said, ah, who are these children? Said, yeah, these are street children. They belong to this. They belong to no one. So I said, where are their parents? They are nowhere. Four years old, five. I said, little, little, little children. Streets, these are children of the street. And as when I saw another one by the uh, traffic light. You people, you don't know. The troubles that are in this world and the sadness as we sit in our world seeking to do one master's degree after another. Just concerned with our own kind of little world of, of things that we want to do for ourselves. Do you understand? 
And he said, and I considered all the oppressions that were done under the sun. And that there was no comforter. No comforter. And that there was power on the side of the oppressor. And there was no comforter. And if you look through this world and you see the things, the evils, the sorrows that are in this world, for which God sent his dearest and his best, that we are the most selfish, that selfishness is, I don't know what, I, what word I can use to describe the kind of selfishness that is in us. As we sit and concerned, concerned about our own survival only. Only concerned about our personal lives and our personal prosperity and our personal that is why every pastor when he's doing a convention if he knows what's good for him his the theme for his convention will be wealth riches and honor and the theme for his convention will be prosperity and something domination or this, the theme for his convention will be money thou art loosed or eh? money come to me now <laughs> success without sweat, breakthrough without sweat. If you know what is good for you, that will be the theme of your convention. So that the selfish, charismatic Christians will rush there to see how to prosper more and how to break through without sweat and to get visas. I'm telling you, I'm not joking. We are selfish to the core. And he said, and there was no comforter. The comforters, the comforter of comforters is the Holy Ghost. There's no Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will be there when there are people who are ready to give their lives. We are the carriers of the Holy Ghost. We are anointed. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. We are filled with the Comforter. And you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. When He shall come upon you, you shall be filled. We are filled with the Comforter. And our lives are so selfish. Man. Man. So selfish. We are so selfish, self-oriented, self-concerned. And he said, and there was no comforter. That means that there was no Christian who was going there with the anointing of the Holy Ghost to help. And I considered and I saw the oppression. Then he said that, therefore I praise the dead that are dead more than the living which are yet alive. I praise the dead. I went to the cemetery and said, all of you is good for all of you. Oh, clap for yourselves over here. Your situation is better. I praise the dead. I praise the dead that are dead more than the, those that are yet alive. Because the whole world is full of selfish people. And I saw that there was power on the side of the oppressor. Power. Power. And there was no comforter. Wherefore, I praise the dead that are dead more than the living that are alive. How sad it is. Better is he than both they which has not yet been and who has not seen the evil work that is done under this it, it's better that they were not born please don't take my volume please hallelujah in other words it's that it better is he than both of them you know it's better that you, you didn't come sometimes some of you ladies when in the future many of you may be pregnant and lose their pregnancies don't cry too much remember what i'm telling you today it's quite a common thing if it happens but don't cry too much sometimes this scripture better is he than both the which has not yet been to see the evil that is done upon this earth it's better that the baby didn't even come in fact me 
when I got married, I said that I wouldn't want to have a child who would go to hell. I wouldn't like the child to be born. I would prefer that I don't have children and to give birth to somebody who will eventually go to hell. Better is he that he didn't come at all. Huh? Yeah. Better is he that he doesn't step around at all than to have somebody who will be brought up and go to. And again, I considered all the oppressions that were done under the sun. I considered and all the travail of man and that there was no there was no comforter and that there was power on the side of the oppressor I see there is strength for the oppression and here we are so say, eh, eh, I'm going to do this after that I'll get married and I'll go here oh God only our life look me when I was in uh, school in here 1980 1984 I would sit with my beloved and I would tell, tell her how I would I'll see myself preaching and teaching and I want to do this and I want to do this for the Lord and I want to work and I used to stand in Volta Hall and preach people to give their life to Christ before I even knew what any before I had anything or do anything my heart God placed it on my heart to think about other, other people and other souls it's not yesterday that I because I, it is my profession so I have to be doing it so that I'll be paid where is your heart? And there was no comforter. It's so true. When we go through the towns, there is no comforter. When you go through the nations, and God has spoken to my heart to send people to South America. I'm still waiting for the door to open just a little. To start to sending people to where they speak Spanish, where they speak Portuguese, where they speak this language. And there are thousands and millions of people there waiting. There is no comforter waiting, and the oppressions that are done. In fact, you people you don't have a Brazil, and eh? oh man, Brazil. So there are places that they say don't enter, don't go there, don't go there. I mean, which part of Accra would they say don't go there? There are places that don't, Sao Paulo, don't enter. We don't go there at all. And I consider the oppressions that are done under the sun. Brothers and sisters, there was no comfort. Why don't you turn your mind away from your busy life? Why don't you turn your eyes and your mind away from your own little life, and your own little school, and your own little whatever? Why? Lift up your eyes. Can't you believe? Why don't you agree with me on the way? When I ask how many want to be uh, go as missionaries, and you see just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, out of all of you. After we preach and we preach and we preach, agree, you will not agree on the way. You only say that it's true. Bishop, what you were saying was true. Later, when we have reached the magistrates and they are bringing for the officer to carry you to the other place, that's when you say, what you were saying was true. Why don't you agree on the way? Still. How many more degrees? How much more? Well, you, you, you see, that's what I'm saying. That sometimes I look at the people who are following. I say, and that is why sometimes it gets to a point where even sometimes some people want to come full time. You see, when they have gone to passage various places and it hasn't worked, then say, oh, uh, the Lord has called us. But I feel that burden now. This, this is getting stronger every day. Your poverty is getting stronger every day, not the burden or the call of God. Your poverty and your hardships. After you have followed whatever and it's not working, that poverty is getting stronger on a daily basis. 
That is what you are following. It's a marvelous thing. Marvelous. Amen. Are you listening to me? are better than one. Huh? And again, look at this four. I considered ooh, all travail, every right work. And that for this a man is envied of his neighbor. When we have done the right thing to that one today, he's paining them. That's five. The fool foldeth his hands. Oh man. The fool foldeth his hands together and eateth his own flesh. Better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. Do you believe it at all? Huh? Yes. Are you sure you believe it? Yes. Charlie, all these are wisdom. I don't know whether I, the wisdom is too much for you. How many feel that the wisdom is too much for you? We should, we should come down to knowledge. Is the wisdom too much for you? Apache Collection of knowledge Come and tell us your vision I've lost something in my pocket I hope I've not lost it Tell us As Bishop asked um, Elder Catherine to come and sing that song. And as we were standing there, I I had a vision. And in this vision, I saw a very big crowd, almost as twice as our number. And um, we were just standing beneath a hill. And then we saw Bishop coming from the top of the hill with a very big cross. And when he was coming, I mean, somebody, some still voice came out and said, see Bishop. So you all started rushing to go and help him to carry the cross. And as we got nearer, <laughs> as we got very closer, you realize that there were last things on the body more blood were oozing out of the body. And then we all started withdrawing because it's like, what is this? So at the point we stopped. And the bishop was just looking at our face and then he turned back, going. Hallelujah. And after going, I think about a few meters from us, I saw that the blood were no more on the skin. So you wanted to go back to me and then my eyes got open. As a dream, the vision I had. Sorry. Yeah. You wanted to go back to him again and my eyes got open.
Huh? You want to say something? Yeah. Come, come, come to the mic and your name is what? John Paul. Huh? Hallelujah. Okay, when I was in Achumota, I learned I had typhoid fever and I went to hospital and I was asleep and I just saw a light come hit my forehead and he said, go into the world and preach. And I started crying because I didn't understand. So, as I was asleep, I, I saw like I was asleep and an angel was standing here talking to me. I couldn't understand what the angel was saying because there were other voices around. So, later I slept and I was analyzing what was happening and I saw that no, God wants me to do his work and the devil is preventing me from doing his work. To do God's work. No, last year I raised my hand for Abufu and we were doing it there. Yeah. Again, I considered. So I returned and considered all. Pastor Salas, all the oppressions that are done under the sun. Come, come and say something. Come and say something. All the oppressions. And behold, the tears of such as were oppressed, hoping for salvation. Behold, the tears of such as were oppressed. This is so women in Ecclesiastes. The tears of such as were oppressed. Huh? And they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors, there was power. Demonic power. Holding the people down. Keeping them in bondage. Demonic powers. And there was no comforter. Because those filled with the comforter are at Barclays Bank or are, 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 are doing PhDs and MBAs somewhere. And following after things that never materialize. Behold the tears of such as were oppressed, and there was no comforter. This is so winning in Ecclesiastes. Papa, the oppressor has got power, and the people being oppressed have no comforter. But those who are supposed to comfort have got power more than the oppressor who has the power, but yet we don't go around to go and comfort. And from the vision that my brother had, but the understanding that I have in my spirit is if we look at the shame now and we don't do it, when the glory comes, it will be too late for us to do it. It's as simple as that. And it's like we are, everybody's looking at the shame. And it's like we are looking at the suffering, the cross, and we are running away. But just after the suffering, there will be glory. And that is when we would want to come around. But then it will be very too late. Very, very too late. 
We have got the power over the oppressor. We must go. They need a comfort, Papa. The comforters are more powerful than the oppressor. But the comforters fear to go. But may we go and overpower the oppressor, Papa. Yeah. Yes, Julian. I got to say amen. Okay. I thought you wanted to join the preachers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is well. Huh? Better is a little. <laughs> a handful with quietness. Huh? Than two handfuls. Both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. Verse 7. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. Verse 8. There is one alone, and there is not a second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother. Yet there is no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, for whom do I labor? And bereave my soul of good. This is also vanity. It is a sore travail. <laughs> He's talking about a brother. He said, There is one, there is not a second. He had neither child nor brother. And yet, there is no end to all his labor. He never stops working. And his eye is never satisfied with anything that he has. He always wants more. Neither saith he, For whom do I bereave my soul of good? Why am I doing what I am doing? He never asked that question. He said, this is a sore travail. <laughs> and it's useless. His vanity means useless. Vanity of vanities. Huh? There is one and there is not a second. You don't have a husband, you don't have wife, you don't have child, you don't have brother. And yet there is no end of all his labor. You work and work and work and work. Still. Neither is his eye satisfied. He's never okay. He's always, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. Neither saith he, for whom do I bereave my soul of good? This is also a sort travail and, and it is a vanity. It's useless. That's why I have gone the way that I have gone. Because I have asked myself that question. For whom do I bereave my soul of good? Why, why am I doing what I'm doing? That's why I ask you to ask yourself that. Why are you doing what you are doing? You have to ask that question. I was recently in uh, South Africa. And I was in my hotel. I put on the television and I saw a documentary. It was called Near Death Experiences. By the BBC. And they showed different people. Who have under certain conditions died. When they were medically working on them. And they died. Some of them, they were controlling their heart. They were controlling the mind. Controlling so many things. And they died during the surgery or whatever it is they were doing. And out of, let's say, about 400, they would have four people who would describe something that happened to them. And there were several amazing stories that came out of that. One of the most amazing ones was a particular lady who had an aneurysm in her, one of the blood vessels in the heart. An aneurysm is when your blood vessel becomes big like that and it wants to burst. And they were going to 
operate on it. It was deep down. So they had to freeze her to 15 degrees. You know, your body temperature is about 37. They had to freeze her body down to 15 degrees Celsius. And so that is like you are cold. 15 is very cold. And operate on her from that point. Stop her heart. Stop everything. Stop the breathing. Stop everything. Stop everything. So that they could go deep down to almost where the neck is from up there. And then take that thing off and operate on her. So they had to stop her. So virtually no heart, no breathing, no whatever, no circulation. She was dead for all intents and purposes. And when they went in, they came out of this operation. The lady told them all that she saw. She said when they stopped everything, she came out of the, her body. And then she went up to the ceiling and she started watching them. Then she started to tell them what they were saying. And then she described what she saw. She said, first, you, they operated on her. They had to operate on her, on her groin here to remove something. And he said, when you, when you they described, he said, when they cut and they, just, they, they couldn't get it, you said to him, uh, uh, what do you call it? I have a problem. Said, there's a problem. The vein is too small. I can't use it. So she described, said, there's a problem. And there's no way she could have known what had happened to her. So they said that the surgeon told her, use the other one. Because this is somebody whose heart was stopped, 15 degrees, she was frozen. They had taken everything. So for all intents and purposes, she was actually a dead person for a short period of time. And she described what they did. Not that she told them what she heard as if she was here, but she described what she did. And then from there, she said she went through the roof and she went up. And as she was going up, she was going and it was like towards a bright light. And she met her uncle. In fact, I'm going to get that. I wish I had it here. I'm going to get that thing from BBC to show you. Several people, not so many, but about four or five people from America, from here, different cases. You also watched it. I watched and I saw one old man. He said, I saw things that only the word of God can explain. And he said he was told to go back and complete or do what God wants him to do. He never believed in the things of the Bible and so on. And then as they interviewed other people, one lady, they, another one in America, they were doing a, a neurosurgery on her too. And then while she was put to sleep, she said she saw her body come out. And then she moved into some area and saw people, some of relatives and so on. And she was so happy. But at a certain point, they told her that she should come back because her time is not up. And as she was coming to enter her body, he said he felt her body was so something bad that she did not want to enter that body at all. Then, then said when she entered the body, suddenly the body shook like that. And the doctors attested to that, that at a certain point, when they do whatever, it was like a certain vibration. And he felt she was entering a very cold, hard, whatever. Then one doctor in a, a psychiatrist in Germany said, I'm almost, from the several interviews, said, I'm almost beginning to believe in life after death. That's what he said. Almost beginning to believe. Because they are almost like atheists, people who don't even believe in God. But I said, the evidence and the thing that people are saying is almost beginning to believe in eternity and life after death. Another lady, she, she was blind. She's been blind from birth, but she was married, even as a blind person. 
And she said when she came out of her body and she saw her wedding ring and she saw the people and she said she described the thing she has never seen before. And she went up. She had was in an accident and she was in intensive care. And this, I think it's the same. I don't know if it's the same. This was she met her uncle and the uncle said, you have to go back. So he pushed her. And so when she saw her body and she saw it, she said, ah, this place, I will never come back to this troubles and, and this kind of, uh, what do you call it here? And then she came back. I tell you. And but this, the one that I'm talking about is a man, a millionaire. They showed him on the front cover of the magazine. He was a money guy. He was, this, he was this man here. There is one, there is not a second. You understand? He had neither child nor brother. And there is no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither does he say, Wherefore do I bereave my soul of good? This is vanity and it's a sore travail. And this is the man I saw on the cover of the magazine. And this man is one of those people. He, he died, he had a similar experience and he went up and he saw glory and he saw where the father was and so on. And when he came back, he was changed. Then they were interviewed. They said that everybody who has had this experience is drastically changed. This is just the BBC people. They never mentioned God in this one. They said, everybody, said this man, he changed completely. Every, he said that the man, he said you become less, they become less materialistic, less competitive, less, uh, I mean, quarrelsome, and they mend all their relationships. And they are very concerned about relationships. They don't want to use biblical words. They say relationships and so on. Very different. See, and I tell you, most of us here, as I'm preaching, it's like, I can't get to you. Maybe me, myself, I haven't seen heaven before, but I'm believing in the thing. You get what I'm saying? But even as I'm trying to preach, it's like, I can't reach you. It's like you are beyond, uh, it's like in another world. It's like I'm preaching to a group that cannot relate with what I'm talking about. That you want to die before you believe. Agree on the way. I say agree on the way. It's important. God is going to bless you. God is preparing us for eternity. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. With all my heart. Look, I tell you, my life, eh, if it were not for God, my life would go a completely different way completely, completely, completely different. I'm doing all I'm doing only because of my faith. My faith is the main reason for what I'm doing. What I believe in, how I believe in God, how I believe in the things of God, how I believe in what God is doing for me, how I believe in what God is saying, how he's leading me, how he's blessing me, how he's bringing me into his divine plan for my life. Agree now. I said, agree now. Agree on the way. Amen. Agree to the will of God. Agree to the plan of God now. God is blessing us. God is establishing us. God is showing us that there is one, there is not a second. He hath neither child, no child, no brother. Yet there is no end to all of his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied. He's not satisfied. I need this. I want to get this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And he neither does he say. Or ask himself, wherefore do I bereave my soul of good? Wherefore? This is useless. And it is vanity. I'm lifting your eyes up to see eternity. And eternal things. I tell you, let selfishness go out of our lives. Let's give ourselves to the, the will of the Lord. To the will of God. God is going to bless us. Stand to your feet.
Seated. 